Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand, a brand new episode of the greatest movie ever. And what we'll be doing this time is we're going to be reviewing, as always, the greatest movies of the year for 2022. I am joined today. It is I, Jamie, just in case, because you can't see me. It's me, Jamie, in case you don't recognize my voice. Uh, I do have a little bit of a cold, so I, I understand. And we are joined. It's Jared and Aaron. Hello. It's been a year. How are you doing? We haven't spoken in a year, guys. How are you doing? Oh, God. So much has gone on. Like, well, Jared, you can say your countries. He hasn't moved countries. He's moved basically. I mean, it's kind of a different country over there, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. My life has gone crazy. Aaron, you tell your story first because yours is bigger <laughs> than mine. Uh, it's been a long year. It's been a it's been a good year of film and TV. Has it? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> TV, yes. Film, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been better than the uh, the first couple of definitely better than the first couple of COVID ones. Um, oh, but, um, yeah. We're not back to like peak film years. Um, yeah, but yeah, for, I think for TV, definitely like is almost overtaking film in this point. Like you look at the TV shows that have come out this year. Um, he's definitely been in the bad isn't he? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I agree that the TV's probably overtaking the film at the stay this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all good, all good. What about yourself, Jared? Uh, I mean, I've moved counties. I, I mean, I haven't actually mentioned this to Jamie and that, so I might as well kind of mention it now. I'm currently, like, down south, not at the moment, but I'm currently working down south on a Netflix film, so... Can't say what, but you know. You can't say what. Is it a film that's coming out? Like, can we use it in our draft episode? <laughs> if you don't include this film in your draft episode, Jared, then you know. Mate, I might. Is it the killer? Because I would still waiting for that to come out. No, no, I, I can't say, but it's Knives Out like, Three. It's definitely Knives Out Three. I wish it was Knives Out Three. No, you, I'll mention it off, off chat. You mention it off chat. Um, That's it. Just, just to clarify as well, he won't mention it off chat. I'm sure he's mentioned an NDA, so he can't. He can't say. I have. Yeah, I actually, I actually have. No, <laughs> <laughs> so he won't. He won't tell us. But secretly, he will. But yeah, no, he won't. He won't. Everyone, this is the saying that he won't tell us what it is. But no, we are here to do the greatest movies of 2022. Um, I think we were having a bit of a disclaimer before we started as well. Uh, there was a bit of debate over Licorice Pizza and Belfast with their UK release dates, but some of us did include it in our last year's list. So they won't be on this year's list, unfortunately. And there's a few films that I'll go into when I do my list that I haven't watched, but which probably would make my list as well. But as always, when we do start our lists, we'll start with Aaron because alphabetically he's the double A. Go on, Aaron. <laughs> You said it was the, um, you said it was the best year for film ever. He said, I, I, "I definitely didn't say that." There's been, to be fair, I, I feel like my top six are like all all pretty spectacular films, um, especially like my top four. I'd say, um, I'd say my top four are probably all tens. I'd give him. Um, so in, in that sense, I don't think there's been a year in a in a long time where there's been that many great films, but there's not been that many films in total, really. Um, yeah, so I'll just go I'd through run through a quick honourable mentions. I, I feel like there's there's been some okay films that uh, that this year I thought 
they're not that great, but it was, it was all right to watch. So films like um, Fresh, I thought that was a, a good watch. Um, Don't Worry Darling, I thought that got a lot of hate, what I was saying before, and I thought it was pretty good. The Chippendale movie, you can forget the Chippendale movie. Hey, it was, um, I almost put it on my honourable mention. Yeah, um, Glass Onion, I thought that was okay. Um, uh, Banshees, I mean, sharing that, that was great, uh, that was decent. Um, just to clarify, you haven't included Glass Onion on. or Banshees of Insurance, whatever it's called. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not top 10. No, oh. no, I, I, yeah, they, they didn't make it. My, my first one, um, my number 10, is a Netflix film, though. Um, it's The Grey Man. Um, Ryan Gosling, Arnold Diarmas, and it. The problem is with Netflix, like it's, it's the same problem they've always had. They bring so many films out of the original films, and the few and far between, like the good ones. Uh, but I feel like this is just like a great action movie, and um, which ones that don't really get made anymore. It's, it's kind of in the same vein as like a John Wick, um, but great story. Um, it was the Russo brothers that did it. Um, and Chris Evans as well. I, I feel like um, post like Captain America or like I mean he's uh, rolling like knives out in this. Like he's he's coming into like a his own sort of category of being like a great great actor. Um, I haven't said that. I remember when it was coming out. I was like, oh, it does look pretty interesting, but I haven't watched it unfortunately. And it wasn't on my. Oh, I probably need to watch this list. But if you yeah, Aaron, I'm sure I won't watch it. I tell you what, the biggest problem with it is like it's another classic Netflix thing. It just it end almost open ended, and you just know like Netflix just like it's just a roller dice whether they make a sequel or not. I, I think this film cost a lot of money as well. I'm sure when it cost a lot of money to make, uh, especially with bringing like the Russo brothers in to do it. So it's probably just going to be one and done. Russo brothers are the one that did Stranger Things. And uh, no, they're, well, they're the ones that did Avengers. Did Avengers? Yeah, Duffer brothers are Stranger Things. Sorry, yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, they also did that Cherry with Tom Holland as well, though, didn't they? So you know, yeah, they really did. Have yeah, a good I'm, record. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that one. Yeah. Um, recently we were watching uh, Arrested Development and they did quite a few of the older episodes of Arrested Development as well, the Russo Brothers, so there you go. Right, I'll move on to myself. So, as I said, I do have a disclaimer. I haven't watched Bros, She Said, Pearl, Amsterdam, Banshees of whatever it's called, The Menu, Smile, Don't Worry Darling, Bodies, 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 Hustle, Fire Island and Men, which might have made the list, who knows? I reckon The Menu probably could have. Um, Pearl probably could have she said probably could have and bros but unfortunately I didn't watch them so this is my list of what I've watched uh, and there was quite a few uh, on there I thought it wasn't good I was like I was going to message you and be like I can't do a top 10 sorry could we just have a normal discussion instead <laughs> but um, I actually have watched about 25 films so this is my top 10 from that there were a few films that you mentioned um, like Chip and Dale just missed out on my honourable mention uh, some of my other honourable mentions was that Spirited film. That was good. I enjoyed it. Jackass Forever. Who would have thought that was actually good? But it was. Uh, the Bad Guys. Good animated comedy. It was fun. And Clerks 3. If you ever watched Clerks 3, that was very good too. Uh, and Weird. The Aliankovic story. Because that's just mental. 
But my actual number 10 film is The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. There you go. That's mm. how I'm starting off now with The Lost City. I don't know if you have watched it, but it's a it's a nice fun comedy that we watched on a nice afternoon. Uh, and it's just funny. Nice a bit of fun film. Um, I could tell by Aaron's face he hasn't watched it. My, can no. you see my? I thought I didn't have my no, camera. I can't see your face. Your camera's like, <laughs> <I can't see laughs> no. Um, I've not seen it. I remember seeing the trailer and I thought, like, this looks awful. But then, like, I, 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 my dad's seen it. And I think, who else has seen it? I spoke to who said it's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I really game. enjoyed it. Brad Pitt likes in it as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's got like a weird cameo in it and uh, Daniel Radcliffe as well. So it was a pretty good cast. And again, you go into the film not expecting much, like, it's just going to be one of those you know, turn off popcorn movies where you can just chill and relax it. But it was actually pretty funny and I enjoyed it. So I thought it it deserved a mention on the list. So The Lost City is my number 10. Jared, let's see what right, films um, you've watched this year. <laughs> right, I've got to be honest, this has probably been my worst year for actually watching films. I feel like I'd, I really dropped off from films. and I blame the vagrants. Tried to make... busy working on them. <laughs> yeah too busy working <laughs> no um I think I was just like I kind of said to myself this year right I'm actually going to watch more TV because I've always leave TV in the background so I thought I'd watch more TV but I didn't realize how much that was going to detriment the films I watched so um so yeah I think three films oh God, that Doctor I'm Strange is going to be top isn't it what's going to be top Doctor Strange multiverse of madness is going <laughs> oh, like to one here now isn't it I hate to say it, that has made the list. I didn't even like it though. I didn't even put it on my honorable mention. There you go. <laughs> I hate it. It, it had to make the list. It was it. It was Thor: Love and Thunder was one of the only other options, <laughs> and that was. Awful. There we go. Um, no, so honorable mentions. I think all three of these would have made my list if I'd have redone it. Uh, watched them. Sorry. Um, so everything, everywhere, all at once. The Northman and Glass Onion. I think all of them would have made my list. Um. So number 10 is the Disney Pinocchio one. Now, this film got slated, but I actually found this quite enjoyable because I quite like the story of Pinocchio. I think people are just so easy just to criticise these, you know, these live adaptations of animated films. And maybe it's because there's there's another Pinocchio film, I know, that they've just brought out one on Netflix. Yeah, the Del Toro one. Yeah, I can understand why they probably criticised this one, but, you know, it was... I liked it. Like it, films don't have to be like this amazing spectacle all the time. Like, don't get me wrong, some of my films on it are, but this one was just a nice, happy, you know, I'm off to sleep film. I liked it. I'm off to sleep film. Is that a new category that we should create? An off to sleep film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not a film that it's not a three hour epic, but it's just a an hour and a half. I don't care if I fall asleep film. To be there fair, the, 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 uh, the Northman is just a live adaptation of The Lion King, and I'm sure Pinocchio is better than that film. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people on the list, because I was obviously looking at a few lists to kind of like remind myself, a lot of people had Northman number one. Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't for me, to be fair. It wasn't for me. Um, I was expecting Gladiator, and um, it just it just felt, felt really low And you got Troy. But worse, <laughs> didn't get Brad Pitt in it. Got scars, got uh, not even the good scars, guard. The bad one. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about the other scars, guard later. 
Um, but yeah, go on, Aaron. What is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is a film I watched recently. It's uh, She Said, uh, the Harvey Weinstein film. Um, fortunately, it's not actually produ- produced by Miramax, so we didn't actually make any money from this film. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 a great film. It's eye opening. It's just one of those films. It's uh, in obviously like the same vein as like The Post, uh, Spotlight, All President's Men. Just a journalist film, um, but it holds it, it. It definitely holds its own in that genre, and um, it's good. And the two leads, um, they were really good. Really good in it. Um, Harry Mulligan, isn't it? Yeah, and I remember like going to a cinema, and this the trailer was like, always on, and it just looked so weak. The film, but it was really good. It was really good. No, like I said, I definitely wanted to watch it, and um, it was one of those films where I I actually put it on my draft because I was like, it's a film that's going to be really good, and Aaron just proved I put it at number nine. So, I mean, spoiler alert. I did pretty good in the draft, all I'm going to say. But there you go. <laughs> um, okay, my number nine is a film that was included in Jared's draft as well. Um, and that is Elvis. Uh, hopefully you've all watched Elvis. I've not seen it. I have, yes. I have seen Elvis. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the only unfortunate thing about it would be that Brendan Fraser decided to get really, really fat and do the whale. Otherwise, Aston Butler, Austin Butler would win the Oscar because I thought he was really, really good. Um, he was phenomenal. He's <laughs> decided to get really fat and do the whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, uh, is it not, it's not a fat suit, is it not? It is a fat suit, apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's half and half. We put a lot of weight yeah. on. Um, I mean, yeah, so... if he wins the Oscar, fair play, I think. He's good. He's not, really he's, not, he's not an Oscar-winning actor, is he? But you know, this is his uh, comeback, though, isn't it? This I was think, the main thing. Yeah, he's a good comeback. And um, what put me off with Austin Butler was when he said that for two years he's not spoke to his parents because he method acted Elvis. I was like, no <laughs> chance have we been Elvis for two years. No chance. <laughs> well, they, they said they said during lockdown and that that he stayed in character and that. And that's why he still has this accent now. Yeah, so, yeah. it's like method acting. That's what he did. He was even doing it during a what's a film he did before and the, the Once, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, he was, was Elvis text. in that. You're like, no, he was just Elvis, just chilling there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could have been actually Elvis at that time. <laughs> yeah, who, who bloody knows? But no, I really enjoyed the film. I think Tom Hanks was. Yeah, Once Upon okay, a Time was in that film as well. He was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. He's text. Plays text. And um, Charles Manson's like right hand guy. Oh, all right, that's why I didn't notice him. What, you mean He's the guy who takes him to the house. Manson, is that what you're saying? He takes uh, the guy, the girls to the house at the end, doesn't he? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, but no, I think this is obviously his uh, coming out role, and he did really good. Obviously, he did do some of the singing in the film. He didn't do all of it because no one can obviously replicate Elvis Presley's singing voice. Um, so it was, it was kind of blended, wasn't it? I think he did one song, like all of the younger versions of Elvis he sung, but then when it got older, it was more of a blended, similar to like Rami Malek and Freddie Mercury, where they just blended both voices together. But no, the film was, the film was and it's Baz Luhrmann, you know, it's going to be a visual spectacle. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Not, not a top five film, but top ten, yeah. Jared. Okay, um... My number nine is Doctor Strange 2. 
this is probably the last the last film on the list that I'm like I'm not happy with. Like I, it was okay film. It was visually great. You, you've seen Marvel. You know what to do. That you know. It, it was okay. Like I, I wish I'd watched a few more films and I could just knock these two off at the end. <laughs> but you know, I I had to make ten and I'd seen about twelve. I will say Doctor Strange wasn't that bad. I mean, it was basically a horror film, wasn't it? And it was Sam Raimi who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. And it was... You got Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell was there with his hot dogs. He loved it. But, um, yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as what everyone was saying. Yeah, I think I watched it a bit after it came out. And I'd already seen all the memes, you know, the bit where it's like... um, oh, he can kill you with, like, one word. And then she's like, well, not if he's got a mouth. And it's like, you're going to be the smartest man in the world and just, like, in the universe and just told him his power, like, you know, is whatever, it's, it's all right, you know. And I think, as well, as, as like, again, I'm not saying it's a bad film, but it did give us one of the best cinema moments of the year as well, when Wanda Maximoff just, I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but you know it's the end of the year now and you're watching a podcast about the films of the year. So sure, there's going to be a little bit of spoilers, but obviously the Illuminati bit was probably really, really good. One of the best moments of the year, I'd say, when John Krasinski came out as Mr. Fantastic, the cinema went crazy. I went a little bit crazy. Um, and obviously Professor and Xavier came back. Yeah, exactly. That that was absolutely mental. Like no one expected that. Everyone was losing their mind that John came out. That Captain Marvel came out, and obviously Professor Xavier came, and then she just killed them all. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it was probably my. I, I it was. I think it's been a weak year for Marvel, especially. I saw like they said in there. Oh, massive saying about like the the next casting for like. Uh, the next group of Avengers that are looking to do the tie-ins with is like going to be led by like Shang Chi, uh, from Black Panther. Um, yeah, the the team just looks all when you compare it to like like the End Game and stuff like that. It's just looking worse and worse. And I and I feel like it's fallen in the trap where they keep introducing like this new in every film like this new kid character who's like stronger than anyone and it, it did it with Doctor Strange as well I'm like who is this person like who is this person that they've introduced he's suddenly now the strongest one of all of them why do they keep doing this but um yeah it's it's not bad. No, I, I, it's been I, I, I agree at all. I agree it's, it, do, it doesn't matter does it like it's like we're talking about Robert Downey Jr he was a great actor before he was Iron Man like yeah. and then who's Shang-Chi I never never met Shang-Chi before like I don't know who yeah. he is it's just a geezer just I, I feel like uh, everyone's like complaining about um, like The Witcher, the recasting of Henry Cavill, and obviously DC do it all the time, like recasting and things like that. And um, I don't know if Marvel's made a mistake of like actually retiring some of the characters and um, bringing like new versions of them in, like completely different versions. Um, I don't think they really had a choice to be honest. I think I don't think Anthony Mackie likes two stands up. Yeah, I, I just don't think Anthony Mackie like stands up to like Chris Evans. And you look at those core like Avengers guys, we've got no one there now that can stand up like to them. Now nah, he's done. He's done. Chris he's done. He's done. You've still got Hawkeye. He's Hawkeye is the best thing you yeah, did. Well, that's why they, you know the daughters are there. They've all got daughters, haven't they? And then he's mm-hmm. he's the next Avenger. But I mean, obviously, before we turn into a Marvel podcast. 
Um, just, I mean, maybe we'll do an episode one down, one time down the line. But there you go. But um, with Marvel as well, they're in the current phase of the multiverse, and there's been rumors that Chris Evans is going to come back at some point to maybe be an Avengers Kang Dynasty. Uh, reprising that role, and you never know if obviously the mm. fan service wants him back, they can just bring him back from another universe. I, don't know. I, think, I think when you start bringing people America. back, then it kind of just like you lose you lose like the point of these new characters if you keep bringing them back. Yeah, and um, obviously there was rumors in Doctor Strange as well. Obviously, we did get John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, but there was rumors that my my boy Tom Cruise was going to be a version of Iron Man as well. So maybe we'll see that in the yeah. future as well. <laughs> That would have yeah, been yeah. brilliant. It, um, apparently, it, it, everybody said that it's going to happen. So, I mean, they did John Kaczynski, so maybe we'll see that in Avengers 5. Who knows? We can only wait and see. I think they need to sit down and do what James, James Gunn has just done with EC, where he's just, like, just cleared it all off. <laughs> just got rid of you're everyone. You're fired. Henry Cavill, yeah. you're done. Black Adam, you're done, mate. Sorry, Actually, you come back in the future. Talk about James Gunn. I, I didn't really count it as a film, but that holiday special that was amazing. That was the best thing Marvel's done this year. I, I, I did count that, but I, I, it was okay. I, I loved it. I loved the, the Kevin. Kevin Bacon. Bacon was all right. Yeah, yeah. The savior of the world. Right. So that is number tens and number nines. Aaron, what about number eight? Uh, number eight is an A twenty four. Their biggest oh. film, I think. Uh, everything, Ooh. everywhere, all at once. Um, it's everyone says like the same thing about this film. Uh, it's like you leave the cinema just going like, wow, like you, it's completely unique to any film. And Michelle Yeoh, like just proving like she's just one of the best around. Um, it's weird as well because I was saying this the other day about Michelle Yeoh. She like, she did she did. Um, House of Thousand, whatever it's called, House of Flying Daggers, yeah, like in 2000. Mm-hmm. Then basically, kind of just disappeared. She did like small stuff, and then she got really big again when she did Crazy Rich Asians. And then she's just been around ever since then, and she's just been massive, yeah, yeah. Crouching cool. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah, that's, that's the, one. the one, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, she has, and then um, she's so good as well, like, she's such a good actress. I, I think she'll probably she could win the Oscar, I think. Um, she definitely really? deserves to be in the chat for it. Um, because I think this film will win awards as well because it's so unique and does something completely different that's off the table. And I'm sure it's actually been... I don't know if I'm getting mixed up with an Northman, but I'm sure it's the, the most successful A24 film. Um, I, so, yeah, it's good. I know um, Everything Everywhere All at Once it is nominated for... It's the second favourite to win the Oscar at this moment in time behind the Fablemans. Um, so, like, it is expected. It's one of those other... Because it is American-produced film, but obviously it's still got that Chinese heritage behind it. And obviously mm-hmm. the Oscars have now kind of gone more towards those, obviously with Parasite uh, winning as well and giving it more to these other type of films. But Everything Everywhere at One Once does stand the chance of winning it. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be happy if it won it. I haven't seen the Fablemans yet because it do not come out till 2023. Yes, yeah, it's um, a while away. Oh, so we're, we're saying this January, is probably yeah. Best Picture yeah. nominated, are we saying? It is. It's the second yeah. favourite to win Best Picture, yeah? Okay. Behind okay. The but obviously, you've got the Golden Globes first. The Golden Globes could wipe it all out, um, depending on, obviously, what wins. It's nominated in Best Comedy, and obviously, Fieldman's nominated in Best Drama. So, 
obviously, chances are that's going to win best comedy, that's going to win best drama, and it'll be them two pitting it out for the Oscar. But you never know. Hopefully, in my eyes, the best film of the year, hopefully that Aaron is going to agree as well, would be obviously like Top Gun Maverick. Like Maverick, if that wins the best drama, Golden Globe, there's nothing stopping it going on and winning the Academy Award for best drama. I would not I just be surprised. think, like you say, yeah, uh, everything everywhere all at once. It, it's a safe, I think it is like, it's like a safe choice for the Oscars, but also like kind of out there as well. I think that's like a perfect choice for, like, well, not for me personally, I wouldn't pick it as the best one, but I feel like it's, it is like the type of film they pick like to win Best Picture. And just going off the, the current betting odds as well, uh, Michelle Yeoh is second favourite as well, just behind Kate Blanchett. So, I don't know yeah. what Kate Blanchett's in. But... What's Colin Farrell at? Colin Farrell for Best Actor. Um, yeah. He must be third. He's second favourite. He's second favourite. I'll test him. He's third favourite now. There you go. He's first. Who's first? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I won't say that. Yeah, I think that, I think that one's a shoe in in it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean Tom Cruise should win it, but there you go. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, mine is a uh, another comedy on here, which I went into like I really wanted to watch it, and again not expecting much from it. It was Ticket to Paradise. Um, George Clooney, oh, Julie Roberts, um, George film. Yeah. So basically, Caitlin Dever is the daughter of George Clooney and Julie Roberts, who are divorced, and she's just graduated from university and goes, um, I can't remember where it is now, I'm going to say the Bahamas, I think it's the Bahamas, and then basically she goes on there to celebrate and then meets a guy and basically decides to get married, bringing her two divorced parents to the island to obviously meet the fiancé and then try and obviously get married. And then George Clooney and Julia Roberts are trying to stop them getting married. It's a nice comedy. It's a great film. I really enjoyed it. And if you just want a film just to put on and before you go to bed, Jared, I'd recommend Tickets to Paradise because it's nice and fun. And there's some great comedy moments in there with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And I absolutely adore Caitlin Dever. There you go. Anyone else watched it? No? Cool. All right. Jared, number eight. Never, never heard of it until I looked. <laughs> uh, it looks okay. It looks okay. I like George Clooney. Uh, number eight, I've given to Uncharted. People slated this film as an Indiana Jones ripoff, and you know, obviously, I know James is a massive fan of the game as well. I, what did you think of it, James? Just your opinion. Uh, to be fair, like I said, it was just missed out on the um, I did put it on my list because I have watched it, and I was talking about this the other day because we we're talking about video game adaptations because obviously The Last of Us comes out next next month. And obviously, my two favorite games of all time are The Last of Us and Uncharted. And I was saying to somebody, it was like, oh yeah, like don't get me wrong, like but it wasn't the greatest movie ever. But I really enjoyed. I watched it twice at the cinema. I enjoyed it. For I, what I it thought the Tom scene Holland made a good Nathan, young Nathan Drake. I mean, you didn't really need to see Mark Wahlberg with the mustache. That was just a bit silly, but you know, there you go. I but think, I, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. I, it had some homages from the game. Everything about it was fine. I think this is the issue, like, the fans have this expectation. He's not got a moustache. It's it's not... He doesn't need but a moustache. I, I, I love the... Like, this is where I want the, the next games to go. I want them to just be, like, almost like... I know this is, like, probably, like, a prequel, but I thought there was great scenes. You know, the bit where it was, like, the homage when they're in the plane and the flight? Like, yeah. that was sick. There was that boat scene that they... Like, Hello? At the end. Hello? 
Hello. Sorry, it caught out then. I was like, <laughs> for a few oh. minutes. <laughs> no, it's fair. So you had the two boats scene at the end where they're fighting. That was sick. You know, there was just like little things. I was like, you know what? I could see that in the game. But then the issue is they, they kind of had to keep doing homages because if I was them, I would have just done it. This is Uncharted. Maybe just done their own ideas, their own story in a way. Like, keep keep it the same, but, you know, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a good film. It's just, you know, it got it convoluted. The same way as the, it started the same way as the video games do in Miss on Sen, like kind of obviously him kind of waking up in a, some kind of predicament and then going back in time to like catch up with it. That's what the video games do. It's, like I said, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about it besides the moustache at the is end. Is that Jared's Fit Girl wondering... Charted? Yeah. Uncharted, yes. Yeah, I, feel, I completely forgot about that film this year. Yeah, it is really good. I liked it. I think people just criticise it because it's just, it's not him and he didn't look like him. Come on. I man. thought he made a good, like, when I saw the picture of him, when it when it first got announced, when, you know, when he had that pose as Nathan Drake, I was like, you know what? He does look like a good young Nathan Drake. I could see him as a young Nathan Drake. Obviously, we want Nathan Fillion to play the the normal aged Nathan Drake but as a origin story it's good I was just going to say there's no way they're going to get like Nathan Villian or um, Nolan yeah. North yeah, to play Drake Nolan North obviously in made it. a cameo in the film as well yeah, didn't he? Did, yes. and Troy yes. Baker yeah, so, yeah like, no, Nathan Villian like, would be great to play him but sorry he can't carry a Hollywood film on his own no of course not but no, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I had nothing bad to say about the film. I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, Aaron, number seven. He's muted. He's muted. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. Seven. I actually feel... I don't know how I feel about this. Like This could be anywhere in the list. This is like the anomaly. Um, so I don't know if it could be ten. I don't know if it could be in the top three. But uh, oh. Avatar 2. That don't be so So, I do feel bad for putting this low. But there's a whole hour in this movie that's absolutely incredible. There's, there's, it, it's really long, obviously. It's like three and a half hours. But there's, there's a whole middle part of this that is absolutely amazing. I think it does exactly what he wants it to do, Cameron. But the problem... It, <laughs> There is problems with it as well. That's it's it treads the same uh, path as like the first first film does. The ending like leaves the same as like the first one does, and it's just it's not a it's not a perfect movie at all. But what he's doing like with cinema, uh, you got to respect it in a way. Like this, even that technology, this like um, the IMAX 3D and things like that that he does. It's, it, it's pretty much unique to his films right now. Like, it was a failed technology, like 3D at cinema, really. And I know they still do it mm. and that, but he's, the, he's like the only director that's pushing the boundaries of that now and still going with it. Um, but I, I am excited to see where it goes now. And um, I, mean, watch, I, watched, I re-watched the first film this year as well, which I do give more credits for now than I did before. But, yeah. It's a great movie. I think if you watched it at home, you probably wouldn't have the same opinion. It is one of those films. Oh, one hundred percent. Watching the cinema, like you said, it's a visual event. 
but um, as point of a, a narrative story, possibly. No, because I think Avatar's awful. I know it's Emily's favourite film, and I apologise if you do listen to this podcast, Emily, but it's a terrible film. I think, I, I think um, it's on... Yeah, go on, go on. He, he, he thinks it's more than it is, James Cameron, and he's doubled down on it. He's going in, like, so hard on it. Watch Terminators last night, and you just know he's never going back to the Terminators, True Lies, Alien, anything like that, The Abyss, even Titanic. He, he he's tried just Terminator, didn't he? Now. Yeah, he's just going to go full Avatar now. And I think he thinks it's in the same, like, sphere as, like, Star Wars and even, like, a Marvel franchise, something like that. I agree. I think but he does think it's that. It, but it isn't. It isn't. But it is, like, you do have to sometimes step back and see, like, there's not many directors that's doing this, like, pushing the boundaries of cinema. He, he's literally telling, like, producers and, like, um, studios that like it's his way or like no way and like the budget I, I spent so much money on it and um, I, the only other, that's the only thing I really critique about it because I spoke to Emily about it when you compare how much money he spent on this film and the production on it for years the actors are really poor in it like some of them and I felt that with the same uh, with the first film some of the mm. the actors you've you've they've picked for the kids you've never heard of them or anything, and um, when you compare him to Denis Villeneuve and what he did with you on like a budget that was literally like, I swear June's like less than hundred million, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and they created a world so like visually amazing and the actors are crazy as well, where James Cameron's like tripled that. And done something just visually amazing. I don't know, but it's still got to be there. I think it's still got to be in there. I would I would call this uh, Transformers syndrome. Like first Transformers, you watched it like wow, this is like visually amazing. But then you actually watch it again, like oh, the story is so shit. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it's one of those things that James Cameron will keep doing these films and he'll get Oscar nominated for visual effects. He, it will mm. never win Best Picture, I don't think, hopefully not. But it will always win visual effects and it will keep him going. And it's always going to make loads of money. Like, it's already surpassed a billion, hasn't it? So it's always going to make money. I don't know how he doesn't just... Why Why he wants the mech suits? Why he wants all that, the complete, total, like, action in sequences in it? When, like I said, there is a part of this film where, with the water part, uh, where the first scene, like what it's like in the sea there and things like that, it's just incredible. And then it just goes back to the first film and does the same ac- action sequences. It's like, I don't think it needs that really. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, at least visually amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I think. The gap we had really did bring it back. I think this two-year gap that the next couple of films are going to have is going to detriment it. And even if it looks visually amazing, I think it's the fact that, like, nobody wants to watch a three-hour film every single year where the story's not exactly amazing. Yeah, visually great, don't get me wrong, but I think every two years it's going to be like, oh, Avatar, fall. I bet by the fourth film it's just going to be a bit like, seeing it. Yeah, done this. Yeah, I, well, think, I think they're going to go less and less, like, box office wise. 
Yeah, like, it was a spectacle. Like, watching it again, did like, I'm not going to lie, this is on my list at some point, and it was a spectacle. Mm. Okay. But you want to talk about spectacles, an actual sequel that's actually pretty decent. I mean, uh, this is Scream 2022. Have you seen Scream, Jared? Uh, I've seen the original, yes. But you haven't seen the new one? No, no. I haven't seen the new one, no. Aaron, I, I know you don't like horror, so I'm probably going to say no. So I also don't one. like horror, so... <laughs> You've watched the first one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, but this one, this is the fifth one in the franchise. Uh, obviously, you had the, the Holy Trinity come back, uh, who have been in all three of them. And you've got a whole host of new characters as well. And a surprise cameo from somebody else as well, who was in the original trilogy, in the original film. But... Is it Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Not yet. Uh, hopefully he's uh, going to be in number six. Because um, uh, the whole thing, it only had a TV fall on his head and he could still be alive and he's teased it as well that obviously it's only a TV and he wouldn't be surprised. Like, obviously he could survive that, couldn't he? So, um, he there are rumours that obviously he could be the possible killer in Scream 6, but Scream 6 is going to be set in New York, which I'm excited for because you know I love New York. But um, yeah, Scream 5 or just entitled Scream 2022. Uh, just basically reinvigorize, like reinvigorize the uh, the quadrilogy and basically start started off a whole new trilogy of films. Um, and obviously, again, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I always say that obviously this is spoilers, but something big happens in this one with someone. And um, yeah, it's just a great horror film, um, great slasher movie. It lived up to expectations in my eyes it's a good homage for the the original trilogy as well and did it didn't detriment the legacy of scream and ghostface so i'm happy i couldn't complain and i enjoyed it so scream is my number seven jared lovely uh my number seven i've given it to lightyear I'm a massive Toy Story fan. Love every film about Toy Story. Uh, this one wasn't on the par of the other Toy Story films. The story was a bit meh, but, you know, it's still good. Chris Evans did a great... Um, what, what's the word when you take over somebody's role? Just replacement. Yeah, just, well, I, there, is a, there is an actual word for it, but um, I can't think of it right now. But, yeah, I, I think he did a great role taking over um the story was good it was it was interesting and i think that's I think that's all you need in a film you just need, as long as you're interested and you're kind of like you know it just wasn't heartfelt it was just a bit like his action his his more toy story which i'm not gonna come it was strange as well because when i was looking at it light years just a um it's the original character of Buzz Lightyear as well, which is obviously what the toy's based off, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, Aaron, number six. Um, I've gone for a sequel, this one. And from here on out, I think I said it at the start, my top six, I actually love all these films. These are like, I've got no doubts about them. Uh, but start the top six with um, Prey, which is a Predator sequels um straight to disney plus over here and it's amazing absolutely amazing um this is definitely another one of those films that just don't really get made anymore those like feel a action movie um but the story is 
great uh the girl in it uh, she's really good and yeah i definitely recommend this to anyone and you don't really you don't need to see predator as well to watch this i've heard good things of this film it's yeah yeah, I've heard good things as well, but again, I think I've watched Predator once a very, very, very long time ago, and it's one of those things where they because there's like, what, four Predator films, if you include Alien versus Predator as well, it's just kind of like, do I have to watch all of them? But you're saying it's good as a standard? No, role. definitely not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like, you don't need to watch any of them. Um, it, the story's really good for it. It's kind of like, um, sort of like The Revenant, but like, easier to watch. Okay, more evidence. Nah, there you go. Um, right. I'm going to ask you a question now. What happens when a vampire? Like, what 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 the vampires do? Like, they obviously they got long teeth. They get they get to bite women's necks and take their bloods. And sometimes they can also turn into a bat. And no one was really happy when they announced that Edward Cullen would turn into Batman. But what a bloody film it was, wasn't it? <laughs> what a bloody good film it was. The Batman, set in Liverpool, England. Yeah, my is The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Let me guess, you all you all slated Robert Pattinson when he was announced as Batman. Why would they have that vampire turn into this battle? <laughs> you know, he was very, very good. It was a, a good, it felt more like the Arkham Asylum games to me. Like the way it was more of like a detective film, it's quite dark. The way he was scouring around Arkham, and you know, the only thing would I was hoping it wasn't going to be the joke at the end, you know, obviously with the the cellmate and stuff. That's my only criticism of the film because the only annoying thing is with every Batman film, you have to include the Joker somewhere, and that's but yeah, but no, I really enjoyed the Batman. I'm sure you guys. I've got it on your list at some point that you can discuss a little bit more as well. So for now, I would say The Batman at number six. Yeah. Yeah, great film. Jared. Uh, my, I'm probably on the same as Aaron here. I'd say my top six. I'm happy with all my films in the top six. Uh, the list could be changed around, but this is just my first initial thoughts that came to mind. So number six for me is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, that was going to be mentioned a lot more later on, so I'll just say my initial thoughts of it. Um, it it's just a great action film. It it was it was done perfectly in the way that it like carried the story on, and you know there was some you know father father adopted son kind of arc, and you know the un, there's only one bit that I wish did have changed. It was at the end with. Do you know the dude that he doesn't like? Is it Goose's son? What's his name? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Oh, you talking? Yeah, so Matt. So, right, so Miles Teller has a rivalry with. Yeah, uh, with Glenn Powell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I can't why, remember. Why was Hangman? Is it Hangman? Is that what he's Hangman. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, I think it's Hangman. Why wasn't he picked for the team? That was the only thing that I didn't get because, like, yeah, he's, he might not be the leader, but he's still the second best pilot. And don't get me wrong, I know there is a bit where, like, the plot where he he does do get involved at the end. But it's like, why wasn't he in the initial, like, team? Do you get what I mean? That was, like, last <laughs> season when Rashford kept getting benched for United. <laughs> yeah, <it's... 
I mean, that, that, that's my that's my bit. I'll leave that for someone else to carry on with that one later. Uh, I'm sure it'll be mentioned at some point later on. Yeah, okay. you can tell. You can tell. Top five. Here we go. And Aaron, you said you, all of these we, are we, nearly ten out of tens. Nearly. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say my top four are ten. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of eights. High eights. Yeah. yeah. No, I reckon the top four are tens, but this this one I'd say is probably a nine. Um, and it's Hustle, you know, um, the Adam Sandler film. Um, he, uh, you can tell, like, he put like, everything into this movie. I watched uh, a conversation with him and Brendan Fra- uh, Frazier, and um, you just know he loves basketball. I'm not, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I don't really know much about it, but you can tell, like, he... It's his life here, and this is a film he wanted to make, and he made it happen. And um, it's just, there's obviously, there's lots of sports films, but this is honestly one of my favourites already. I remember watching it and thinking, if Uncut Gems wasn't like proof that Adam Sandler is like a great actor, then like this is like like definite proof. Like Adam Sandler is amazing. <laughs> um, I could have told you in the 90s he was amazing. I'm not Nicky. <laughs> I don't know where he's gonna go now though, because it's like he's com- he's almost like completely reinvented himself. I know he did the Merowitz stories, and uh, then uh, he's done like Uncut Gems and then this, and um, I feel like we're gonna see less and less comedy, and I'm kind of glad for it. Um, no, it was that the whole thing with Uncut Gems, weren't it? He said, "If I don't get nominated for the Oscar, I'm gonna make the worst film ever." And he did that like Halloween film. Yeah. That. So yeah, I'll just keep doing that. Just keep doing a serious film, and then say, "If I don't get Oscar that minute, I'm just gonna do another crap one." <laughs> Love it. Why not? He'll yeah, get nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar in the same year. It'll be the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this speech when he was like, uh, he, "He won one award, didn't he?" And he's like, "Just remember, like you all came second to Adam Sandler." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but no I, um, I did really want to watch Hustle because um, there's quite a few that came out this year there was Hustle and there was the Yanis one as well isn't there the Yanis yeah. so mm. um, I know Jared's big into his basketball uh, which you could probably elaborate is Hustle on your list Jared? oh it absolutely is on my list yeah. fair enough so you could discuss it a little bit more then but um, Robert I'm Levar getting into well, basketball a bit more I've just got League Pass for the NBA because I got the NBA 2K23 Championship Edition. So you get the League Pass free for a year. So I've just started uh, trying to get into it a little bit more. Yeah, it's 100 quid for the year for NBA League Pass. But with the game, which I got for 50 quid on PS5, you get a full 12 months free. Imagine if you got that with FIFA. (laughs) What, a Premier League one? (laughs) They give you one game for free. They used to they used to do it in Madden. You used to get the NFL pass in Madden back in the day. But unfortunately That's crazy. because Sky and BT are basic and Amazon now, there is no like they used to have it in Australia. In Australia they used to have a uh, Premier League pass. You could watch any game live. Uh America are pretty good. They've got Peacock and they had they stream most of the games live on them. They've got the goal rush where you can watch every goal as it goes in. But yeah, there's obviously it's just all Sky, isn't it? Unfortunately, no three pm kickoffs. Yeah, and also I cannot be watching NBA games at three in the morning because exactly. I would kill myself. Yeah, uh, especially after Luca 
got 60 points against the New York Knicks and beat them with like nine seconds left. It was, uh, it, it, was it was 60 yeah. points, 20 rebounds, yeah, and then 15 assists or something like something that. Something incredible, incredible. First time, ever, yeah, first ever, unbelievable, G. Yeah, and there were there were nine points clear with like 17 seconds to go, and then he just managed to come back and take it to overtime and win. So that was fun as a Knicks fan. But there you go. Um, <laughs> my next film uh, is a film that I watched not so long ago, and it was one of those films when it came out. I was like, I really need to watch this, and I finally managed to get round and watching it, and I'm glad I did because I managed to put it in my top five, and that is Barbarian. What did Emily think of it, Aaron? She wasn't actually watching it. Like, so I messaged her saying, like, what do you think of Barbarian? And uh, she said, what are you talking about? Because it, it was like too late. Um, <laughs> she was planning to watch it. I don't think she's, she's still not watched it yet. But I think I watched, I watched a few trailers for some like these films. So I watched the trailer for that. Um, and I watched the trailer for that, um, The Crimes of the Future. And it just it just looks messy. I was like, they, they just look like the least like Aaron films in the world. <laughs> The least Aaron films. I mean, that's a perfect way to say. I mean, basically, the premise of the film: Bill Skarsgård, the good Skarsgård brother. Um, basically, he's in this house, and this woman turns up, and basically, they've both booked the same B and B, Airbnb. Um, and that's basically the premise of the story. Like, that's this house. They've both booked it, and she gets to stay there. Like, he lets her stay, and it's obviously in this post hashtag me too world and stuff like that as well you're kind of like uh, do you trust this guy what's going on here kind of thing especially with it being bill skarsgård who is pennywise yeah. a dancing clown um <laughs> which is perfectly cast but um yeah then obviously i'm not gonna spoil what happens in the film as well but obviously stuff starts happening during the night doors opening weird stuff happening and then obviously it just takes a massive turn in the film which you don't really see in the trailers and you're just like oh my god what is actually happening here um and then Justin Long turns up randomly halfway through the film as well. And it's like, oh, all right, fair enough. And um, I really enjoyed it uh, for what it was. Um, it does feel like a, a classic A24 film. But um, no, I really enjoyed The Barbarian. I do recommend it. It's on Disney+. Plus. I reckon we should do the top uh, ranking of uh, the which is no, there's only one. He's had the best year. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. He's done it. No, Skellen's year this year. He was incredible in Andor, Skellen. Just, just rank and... all the Skarsgård films. Like, yeah. Skellen, Skarsgård, like, in Andor, he's like, one of the best things that's happened this year. And his June character last year. Boss. Okay. Maybe one day down the line, we'll, we'll Skarsgård it up. Okay. <laughs> Jared, what is your number five? All right, number five, uh, I've got to admit, I am really not a big fan of Baz Luhrmann. Every film he's done has always had like a little bit of an issue with it or something like it's a bit too arty for me. Uh, but Elvis, I bloody loved Elvis. I think it's because I don't really know a lot about Elvis. Like, I obviously know who he is and a little bit how he died and that. But the actual story, I didn't know about, like, you know, him signing himself away and stuff like that I thought it was like really interesting and maybe he wasn't the best person to play Elvis but the film itself I know it's probably controversial but Miles Teller should have been Elvis Miles Teller should have I mean to be fair when, when Miles Teller got, out, to be fair. when Miles Teller got announced as in Top Gun I was like oh 
he's playing Maverick's son. And I was just like, because he looks a little bit like that. He could play Tom Cruise. And then you son. put a tash on him. But then you put a tash on him, dye his hair. It's like, oh my God, yeah, he's <laughs> fair enough. I'll let, yeah. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. But no, Marcel, he, he can. That's, that's... Just put some drums in front of him. He could be Elvis. Yeah. That's the main reason no, he... I watch Elvis because of. Um, I don't like the Colonel story. I love early Elvis so much. And when. Uh, I don't know where this film goes with it, but like he's Vegas residency when he's literally like pretty much a slave to the Colonel, like yeah, waving three shows a day. Hmm. It, it's just unbearable that because he's literally well every, I mean like the, John and Paul he used to say the best he's the best ever even like you look at me Jagger would say the same so uh, it's so such a shame to see someone at the top of the game um, there's a whole thing like he wanted to go and do a world yeah. tour didn't he he wanted to go and do a world tour but yeah, like, he no, did, no, he you never... need to stay in you need to stay in and do your late, late Las Vegas residency the so the uh... killer could get money and basically yeah. write off his gambling debts. Yeah, it's 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 mad. Like the only time he went abroad was, like, I think, with the war. Uh, yeah, when he was um, in Germany. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's such a shame in there. So, because you can tell that like, he hates that music as well. Like he hates like this slow ballad and stuff like that. Um, but it's good that people like find out about this colonel as well because it happens. Like it's happened to so many musicians, even happening now. Mm. I mean, this is what I liked about it. Like, I knew bits, don't get me wrong, I knew he'd, like, been forced to stay in LA and I knew it about his German girlfriend or wife, whatever. But I never actually, like, really knew about it. And, like, I think I feel like I know when a film is good, when, like, halfway through, and it's probably blasphemous people saying this, but halfway through, I'm, like, I'm looking on Wikipedia about his life and I'm interested about what mm. he actually did and, you know. Well, about that his girlfriend was, like, 14. You don't want to talk yeah. about that. No. Yeah, yeah, that, that happened though. That happened, that <laughs> happened though. Like, yeah, uh, it's not great, but it, that's the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy like the, the story of it though, because it's like it, any other like arts industry. I mean, you can imagine a film. Well, I suppose like, but the actors were kind of like that in the fifties and that. But imagine if you got a director and was like, you can only make these films now. You can only do this and you have to do them like every year. Oh, that like, that definitely still does happen. That definitely still does happen now. Well, I was going to say, that's how yeah. the studios used to work though, weren't it? Like, look, yeah, you know, like Blonde, studios Blonde that came thing. out. Like, obviously, we'll talk about this. Blonde came out this year, which obviously showcased what Marilyn Monroe went through. And obviously mm. that was kind of a similar thing as well. She was forced to go and do these films that she didn't want and go and do this and go and do that and Obviously, as you see with Elvis as well, drugs take over, and obviously it turns out to be death for your health. Detrimental to your health, that's the word I was looking for there. Death to your health doesn't really, you know. Death to your death. health. <laughs> death to your no, health. I like it. I like that. Keep that. Death um, to your health. Right. Okay. Number five was Elvis for me. Aaron, number four. Right, here, here we go in the films, I said. Here we go. The, the, these are 10 out of 10s, everyone. All of these movies are 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, you know what I'm like sometimes? I can be, like, very black and white with people. Oh, like, here we go. Uh, so I can be, like, I either love something or I hate it. Um, I, there's never, like, the middle area for it. And I've always been so against Jordan Peele until this point. Oh! No. It's wow, one of my favorite films. It is. So, I didn't, I didn't even so give this good. a chance. 
Like, I completely forgot to put Nope on my uh, list of films I haven't watched that probably would have made it. it some, some, some of this film, it just clicked with me. And I, I used to hate like what people say, he's the best horror director, he's one of the best around, when he's only had two films. I'm like, how can you say that when he's only had two films? But now I'm like, he actually is. <laughs> he is that all that. He's incredible. And I, I definitely think it's his best film. Uh, for me anyway, the story is a sci-fi horror um, and I've not seen it being told like this I love that genre anyway and I'm not, I, it's, it's definitely like a unique sort of story and I'm so, so happy that Daniel Kalula skipped Black Panther to do this and yeah. it was the first time I saw that uh, Kiki Palmer as well, she was incredible both of those together like they, they was probably like my favourite two characters in the film Your favourite on-screen duo yeah, definitely. Because especially I've not seen that Kiki Palmer before, and she's so good. The thing as well, like I was listening to uh, the draft of last year, just before when Jared joined, and I, obviously we're talking about what films we thought would be the worst rated films. Jared put nope, just saying. You thought it would be the worst rated film that we put out of our 15. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. No way, no nope. way. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. And there was a massive debate, because even you were saying, as I think the debate was, you you compared, you uh, if you remember this, you compared us to Star Wars. Do you remember why? Me, I compared. No, Jared did. Oh His God. face is really confused now, and you uh... agreed with Aaron as well. Basically, us was like Star Wars because you had Get Out, which was so massive. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I still agree with this. I still agree with what I said. Do you remember what you said? I basically was saying because the first one was so good, no matter how good the second one is, that it's just always going to fail. Mm. Yeah, and obviously... And that and that's why I thought, say, no... You did say you hope Nope is going to be good, but you just... Yeah, I mean, like, I like Us. I actually it's not like going to be rated good because everyone's going to compare it to Get Out. The thing is, you, everyone who watched Get Out was like, this is the greatest film ever. And for it's me, like, it was just like, it's okay. And then I went into Us, and I was like, this is okay. Like, it's the same to me as, like, mm. Get Out. I was just like, it was just good. But everyone hated, like, Us because it just wasn't Get Out. So I thought, it's going to be the same again. Third time lucky, people are going to be like, nope, is going to be sick, and it's just going to be dreadful. And here comes think, Aaron uh, now saying that this is the best of the trilogy. I, I, I definitely think it is the best. Uh, Better than Get Out, I, wow. I, 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 I love uh, I love like the sci-fi horror genre anyway, and uh, it's it's very I wouldn't even compare it to Get Out or us really. Um, That's the thing. Unfortunately, you've got a director who was quite new, and you have to compare every single film. Don't compare them. You mm. why are you comparing all of the works? Just enjoy it for what I it think is. This film, there's no. I think there's a lot of meanings behind Get Out and us. Like the whole films are like complete metaphors. For what's happening. Well, like, didn't like, he have a, a dream or something? They put this in the film. Yeah, uh, well, I, I feel like this this is just like a standard, like, it's kind of like Arrival, if I compare it to a film. Uh, but it's okay. not as deep as Arrival. You've intrigued Jared now. He loves Arrival. <laughs> I, like the, I like the deepness of Arrival. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it's not like... No black door or anything like that. All that kid in the future. Future <laughs> 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 baby. Okay, my next one. 
is again i did include the sequel in my list that i haven't watched yet and maybe it could have been better but i watched this film one night with a nice kebab it was bloody brilliant and it was uh, x <laughs> Uh, I can't believe they came in the same same year. Same year, X and Pearl both in the same year. Absolutely, I remember watching it going, "Oh, absolutely!" Like Mia Goth playing two different characters, playing the older version of Pearl and obviously her character in X. Um, and Britney Snow was great in it. You got bloody Kid Cudi in it as well, and obviously General <laughs> Ortega, who's had a bloody good year at the end of it as well. With Wednesday, she's had a really good year. But um, yeah, just a great little slasher horror film. A bit of a, a mind fuck, which obviously you won't be surprised with, with the type of film that it is. And then looking into it further, when you look at Wikipedia, it's like, oh, they, they also filmed Pearl back to back with it. They filmed both of them at the same time. So you weren't sure when when the people were filming it, what parts could it be with what. And like I said, they, they filmed both of them and Pearl came out in November, I want to say, maybe October. And I really need to see Pearl because X was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. And did you watch it, Aaron, in the end? Uh, no, I think no. Mia Goth is like the worst person in the world, to be honest. Like, have you seen her on interviews? Her voice is horrible. <laughs> she's, she's just horrible. I, 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 I saw her live. Um, I went to, obviously, the uh, the premiere of Suspiria and she was there. Oh, no. I always talk about that, that you go that. I've told that so many people that you went there and you wouldn't have been saved by Tilda Swinton, sorry, and Mia Goth. Yeah, they were all there. Loved it. There's loads of people in that film. There's that Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, isn't it? Well, yeah, just randomly in the beginning, yeah. It was a really good film, Suspiria. I enjoyed it. It's, it's no. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, but no, yeah, X is a phenomenal film. I enjoyed it very, very much. And I need to see Pearl. Because maybe it could have surpassed it and X would have been number four and Pearl could have been three. Who knows? Think, but I think my top you three... Think she's just going to stick to these films? Mia Goff just being weird. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm. Once you find your niche, you've got it, then you're set for life. Look at James Cameron. He makes awful films. There you go. Jared, next. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right, so number four for me. This is probably a bit of a shock one for you lot, but I think every year Disney does one sick animated kids film and Turning Red makes number four for me. This this is just one of them. It's like a happy film. There's a story around it. You know, people might say it's a bit modernised, but you know, it just it was back to the classics. Like, not every film has to be like a Lion King, like an epic film. Like, this is just a simple film about a girl wanting to go see a boy band, and that was it. And then she turns into this fucking red panda. But um. <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I, I loved this one. This one was just one of them. I think I'm a massive fan of films that you go in thinking generic Disney film crap, and then you watch it like, well, this was actually really good, and the reviews are really good. And I can't think of another animated film that I'd probably say should be higher than it at the Oscars. I'm glad they made this film because it's like uh... maybe Puss in Boots. I've heard a lot of good things about Puss in Boots. Yeah, I've not seen, everyone, says, everyone says Puss in Boots. No, no, not joking. <laughs> People are actually saying this is really good. Yeah, uh, A good uh, film I enjoyed this year that was animated, The Bad Guys, if you've seen that. The Bad Guys is really good. I've heard of that. No, I've not seen that. Uh, yeah, Turning Red, though, I, I liked it. Um, I'm glad they're making films where... Because um, 
Disney, I think like the, the, the main target audience is to get like it could like you say like try and get the next frozen or something like that where th- this film it caters more to people, especially girls our age, because it's like nostalgia from like the early two thousands, isn't it? And like the late nineties. Definitely. Um, and I I love like the first half of it. I, I definitely I definitely feel like gone. I was just going to say, apparently Del Toro's Pinocchio is going to be the favourite for the animated film at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Stop motion. Yeah. Don't count. But, um, don't count, all right? Don't count, man. Don't count. But, uh, no, nah, this was just like a happy film. I think, like, I think I want more films like this. I want films like this. I want films like Luca. I just like it when it's just like a very... There's your film. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, epic, like, like, uh, what would you call it? Like, fairy tale story that, you know, I don't need that every time. Yeah. Okay. We have reached our top three, and we're carrying on with Aaron's 10s out of 10s. Go on. Mm. What, what is your third 10 out of 10? What's I think this is, like, probably the biggest surprise of the year, like you said before. It's the Batman. And um, I've always said, like, how uh, I don't like where DC's going. The Joker just did not click with me in any way, um, and I feel like it's—you never know what you're going to get with with the DC films. Uh, but this film, I, 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 the world in it is amazing. Uh, it's definitely the best on-screen Gotham, and um, I thought he he held his own for Batman as well. Um, I've no gripes with him. I, I probably prefer some of maybe Keaton and um, and Christian Bale, but. He was great. Um, I love like the gothic setting of it. Colin Farrell again, incredible. Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dana was a villain. It, it, it definitely felt like the Arkham games. You can see like they're gonna do. A, I hope they do expand more and more into this with the, the series well, that they've got and um, the other films. And but I don't want it to expand because I know I heard that like James Gunn saying like tying it in with the Joker that just won't work. That. You can't do that. Yeah, apparently, like... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll be having two James Gunn. James, no, apparently James Gunn wants to... Because, obviously, they've stopped some of the DCEU films now. With mm. what saying, like we were saying before, with Black Adam and stuff. And he wants Superman to create it around Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Yeah. So, apparently, that's going to be the main Batman, and it's all going to be around him now. I, I really fresh to it as well. He just needs to reset it. I think. I think he's gonna. Make obviously, the Flash can do. The Flash comes out next year. They can literally just. They're doing Flashpoint, which is very similar to the multiverse. They can literally bring in a new Batman because obviously Michael Keaton's in it, Ben Affleck's in it. They could easily bring Robert Pattinson into it as well, and then literally just destroy the universe and literally just have the main universe being. Well, Pattinson's universe. They can even bring Flash or Green Arrow into that if they really wanted to, or Superman. I, I, think I really Flash, think Flash. Go on, sorry. Go on. I, I think it's going to suck, but I still not what you're going to say. Uh, the Flash. I, I think it could be like New Mutants. I don't think it will get released uh, unless they do a Back to the Future. The job, New Mutants got just, released. No, but like it, it, it was held for like a couple of years and then just yeah. and then we went on Disney Plus. I think with what's going on with Ezra Miller, I went to see the New uh, Mutants at the cinema. Thank you. I wouldn't release it. I I, gen- I agree. I would not release this film. I feel you like can't release. No one's gonna go watch a film with him as the lead. Like, um, he, he's, he's got to do a Back to the Future job. 
where like they just like do the whole film again like with a different actor. He's the thing. How many sexual uh, assault charges has been like filed against him? And he's every week like someone else gets charged against him. By the time it's got coming out, it's just going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I I agree totally. Again, I don't want to spoil anything from our draft episode. But um, again, you changed your mind, Aaron, three times on what you decided would be the worst rated film of the year. And mm. you chose one of Jared's, which was Next Goal Wins. Again, it hasn't come out. And you're like, what even? it's Harvey <laughs> Hammer, mate. He's a, he's a cannibal. It's just cannibal, mate. It's not even going to get released. He's a cannibal. No, everyone hates him. I don't think this film is going to get released now. <laughs> so it's, I, spoiler alert, it's not going to be on anyone's draft. Wow. Well, Bones yeah. and Aura was released, and that was by the director. Um, of course, by your name. Yeah, James Gunn really needs to just sort this out. I think if, if he's getting rid of the like Superman, Batman, I think he just needs to completely, like, all films need to be cancelled, and they just need to say, right, I know there's the one with uh, Karat, Cobra Kai dude, he's in a film, is he not? Yeah, um, uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, that one could go into what Blue Beetle. <laughs> What's Blue Beetle? Like? I don't know. I saw you a photo. You know, you just have to break these random nowadays. That from I saw a photo. It's uh, Cobra Kai, dude. Now yeah, Sholo, who yeah. plays Miguel in Cobra Kai. It, it's gonna bomb. It's gonna bomb. You might um, as well be successful whilst you can. I think if anyone's gonna do it, though, uh, James comes like the right person to do it. I thought uh, I, I was impressed with Peacemaker. It's, it's, it's funny. I, I like the Guardians films. He does job, good job. Oh, I, there, I agree. I, I think he can make it sick, but at the same time, it's like they need to do something. Who, who's I think, who? Who is who now? You know what I mean? Who is who? I, I think uh, this idea of this like musical Joker film with Lady Gaga, it just sounds ridiculous. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. But you know, I, I don't want the... No, it's not going to be all musical, is it, surely? Well, I don't know. Well, right. we'll see. I, I, I think the, DC does the best films when they keep them all separate. The Joker is a separate film. That was amazing. Mm. The Batman was separate. That is an amazing film. Films like, you know, Shazam was... It was all right, you know what I mean? Because it was on Shazam its own. It was out next year. You what, sorry? Shazam 2 out next year. I thought it was on about three or four. I thought that came out. Shazam 2. No, not Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods is out next year. Wow, I thought that was free. I thought, I I thought that was, was already out. No, what? Shazam 2 comes out next year. What? Black Adam came out what? this year, so... which is kind of from the same universe. But yeah. What? So the the one with the dude from 13 Reasons Why, and they're all sat on the. That hasn't come out yet. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods comes out in 2023. You have him on. I'm not having you on. <laughs> Black Adam came out this year, and obviously Black Adam was the original Shazam. Shazam 2 came out in my eyes. There's no way this film wasn't <laughs> It was supposed to, but obviously it never did. It comes out next year. So next year, obviously you've still got Aquaman 2, you've got Shazam 2, you've got um, the Blue Beetle, which is supposed to come out possibly 2024. Uh, what else out in 2023? So And obviously The Flash is supposed to come out in 2023. So there's a few films from the DC slate that's supposed to come out. So who knows? So, sorry, can I just comment? I'm looking at your screen, Jamie, and you've had yeah. both Batman 
and Superman behind you. And I'm yeah. just like, you, you've got like the wanted posters of like who is getting kicked out. Like you need Gal Gadot next to you. You just get a Gal Gadot one as well. Yeah, yeah, because she's gone. And a lot of champagne to fill the night. <laughs> right, shall we move on to the top three? Aaron, let's Go do on, this. Then. Number three. Ten out of ten. Who is it? I said the Batman. Oh, yeah. It's me. Yeah, yeah, we knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched this film last night. And you know what? It was bloody fantastic. And you know what? I'm going to say, I mean, Aaron absolutely loves this line, so I'm going to say it just for him. It was from the original. This is a sequel, but now I suspect foul play. <laughs> I should have watched it. I was, I was going to watch it last night. Glass Onion is amazing. I love it. It's great. I'm not going to spoil it for you, Jared. It has only just come out, so I'm not going to say any spoilers about it. But it's a great cast. I really enjoyed the story. And it was one of those that I was trying to guess throughout as well. And it took it. I'll say it took me a little bit longer than usual. I kind of guessed it at one point, and then I decided, oh no, that's not going to be that. And I tried to change my mind, but um, no, I really enjoyed it. It was a very, very good film. So I recommend you do watch it, Jared. Aaron, you had it just outside your top ten, though, didn't you? Yeah, I liked it. I think my problem with it was um, I watched Knives Out and Knives Out Glass Onion Onion back to back, and it's not Knives Out. It's a Knives Out story. Yeah, I know this this, just, this is yeah. It's just not as good though. And I remember my dad asked me afterwards. He's like, "Oh, did you figure it out?" And I was like, "There's nothing really to figure out. It just like everything kind of happened like in this film. Like it, it wasn't as murder mystery as like the first one was." Um, and my biggest gripe with it, it was just too meta. So like having Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. Like what? In it. Elon Musk is in it. Nah, What's like going, the main no. the guy is based on Elon Musk. Like the main. Oh, Ed Norton. Oh. And uh, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Dave Batista is like based on Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, oh yeah, cool. yeah. Batista's great in it though. Do, uh, does he play Among Among Us in this? I've heard he. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's like yeah. it is really good though. Uh, he, Yo, do you game? <laughs> uh, Janelle Monae is a. Uh, Really good in it as well. I thought. I thought all the ca- all the cast were really good. Kate Hudson was great in it as well. Yeah, and obviously a nice little cameo from Hugh Grant as well. I, it wasn't as funny as uh, the first film though. Angela thought. Lansbury on Zoom. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, there was no. Like, I, I, where I like, watched the, um... the donut bit. There was no like donut speech in it where it's like we got a bounty in a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch Knives Out. Um... I think I watched it on Christmas Day, actually, which is a bit of a weird Christmas Day film, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so I watched it on Christmas Day, so I am ready to watch the new one. Watch it. Let us know what you think, Jared. It is good. I will. It is good. Okay, and I know I'm going to like it, because I like Knives Out 1. How Knives many is there going to be, did they say? Is this sick? Keep, go- keep going. You keep going, keep going. Uh, two, every two years or something, isn't it? So I, I'm, I think I heard that Daniel Craig's only signed to do one more, though. Yeah, but again, if Rian Johnson can move away from Star Wars and keep doing this, I think we're all right, aren't we? So. Well, I'm, I'm Rian, Rian Johnson made Looper, so he's a boss like director, you know. Like. <laughs> right, top three. Jared. Top three. My my number three is. Uh, when Adam Sandler does films that aren't comedies, oh. they're fucking sick. <laughs> also, I mean, 
I am a basketball fan, I can't lie, but I thought this film was just going to be, you know, oh, here's a basketball player, here's another basketball player, but it really was not. And he actually was a basketball player, he was the main actor as well. Um, and it just was like, wow, like, this is a Netflix film, are you having me on? Like, this was just a sick film. You could tell he liked basketball, you could tell he got it. Everything about the film was sick, and I could have put these a lot higher, but the reason I didn't go higher is because I feel like the other two films are like epic films, whereas this one is just like a, you know, just an alright film. I don't think it's going to win awards, you know, but I bloody loved this film. The thing is about this film, like, more people need to watch it because I don't think like a lot of people know about this film. It kind of just came out. I just mm. randomly put it on because it was like, I saw it on Netflix. And well, that's kind of, that's I kind of really what watch it. But, um, I, mean, I, I loved it. Amazing. I loved it. It's a great sports film, and it's kind of like, well, you know, like um, oh, Anthony Edwards. He's in it, but he's got a different name, and you know, it's it, it's just a good a good way of doing it. I think the only thing I didn't like is he got too many second chances. I don't think that doesn't happen in the NBA. You kind of like get one mistake, and that's it. You like fucked. You like, but uh, but yeah, it was a sick film. Yeah, I thought the. The only thing I didn't, I didn't, I don't really know because I'm just, I'm just comparing it to like a football kind of point. But like, I just thought he might have been a bit too old. Uh, well, how old was he in the film? He looks about twenty five, twenty six, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he come in about twenty three, but it depends if you go to the G League or not, doesn't it? So twenty, twenty two, twenty three is like really old. Normally, if you're that old, you would just come in undrafted. You won't go through the draft. But to be fair, mm. like he could have been. Younger, he just looked that age. Well, that that's because he's he's twenty, he's about twenty six in real life, and he actually is a, a an actual NBA player. This dude, which I oh, thought really? was amazing. Yeah, he's a proper player. Like he plays for, um, I mean, he's played for a few teams now, but he was, I think, he was injured when he did the film, and you know, I I love how he actually got a real NBA player to actually be in the film, not just some geezer, like he, like who was tall. Mm. Right. Go on, Aaron. Number two. Let's do this. This could be my number one, but I'm not going to do it as number one. Uh, but my number two film, I said, I'm sure I said this like last year, but I feel like this was written for me. This film. Oh. I've seen it four times this year. Bullet Train. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I, I can see that film being written for you. No, it, it's literally, I love Guy Ritchie films. I know it was the Deadpool guy that did it, but it was like Snatch or The Gentleman on a Train. Um, the plot is insane. Like, it's just like seven assassins, one goal, they're all wanting the same thing on a train. And it, it's the it's probably the funniest film I've seen in years as well. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson, incredible in this film. Is he going to um, be the new Bond, do you think? That's a good shot, actually. Um, that's a, really a lot of people shot. are saying after after this film, he's gonna be the Bond. I like that. Yeah, I, I've not thought about that, but yeah, that's make it happen. Yeah, um, kick out the Bond. <laughs> maybe after we miss uh, the broccoli family. will be like, you know what? We'll cast him as Bond because Jared told us to. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Maybe that's, that's the film. He's so young, though. That's the thing. He's like, what? Maybe that's the is? film he's working on for Netflix, and that's why he yeah. just accidentally broke his NDA by telling us that he is the new Bond. Absolutely he just wanted to break oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah, ne- ne- Netflix wanted to buy Bond, didn't they? So, it's Amazon that's got it, isn't it? Um, it's Amazon, yeah. You know what, with Aaron Taylor Johnson, though? I feel like he disappeared for years, and then he, he was in Tenet, wasn't he? He was great in Tenet. Yeah, yeah, it was. Inter- did I didn't even realize it was him. In like 2016, 17, which is really good. Mm, I didn't even realize right, that was him in Tenant until like after. Yeah, but because he's, he's, he's grown, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Grown. Have you seen Bullet Train? I, no, I didn't want to watch Bullet it. Train. I remember seeing the trailer for it. Like, oh, that looks fun. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, it's I, so it, this will be for me a Netflix film. I feel like when it comes out, and then I'll watch it and be like, oh, what was I doing? I didn't realize right that. <laughs> I found out afterwards uh, that the director, the dev- he, he directed Deadpool, the, the director, but he was uh, Brad Pitt's stunt double in Fight Club and Snatch. Like, really? Wow. That, what what a that? promotion. That's, that, because the, stunt, the choreography in this is incredible. Like, you can tell, like, it's, 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 done, it's almost like... Um, like Cobra Kai choreography. It's like everything, everywhere, all at once, or like the Matrix, something like that. Uh, it, it's really good, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a phenomenal, fun, amazing, fun movie, like action movie. Yeah. Okay. My number two, we have discussed it earlier on, and when I watched this film, I was like, this is possibly one of the best films. Uh, as soon as I watched, it, I was like, yeah, that's top three film straight away of the year. And it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Well this, this, I'm going to have to watch this film tonight. I didn't even think you'd seen that film. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, especially The Rock. I love The Rock. Not the yeah, actor, The Rock. The Rock scene. It's just Everyone brilliant. Everyone's talking about that scene. <laughs> yeah. Everyone mentions that scene, don't they? Yeah, it's just a great scene. It's just completely random, but you know the storyline of it all and the way it's broken up into the different acts as well. And just who would have thought? Like, apparently they've been researching this film for over ten years about the about multiverses and how they did all this, and it was just great. Like the science behind it as well. Like you can obviously just enjoy the film for what it was, but they actually put purpose behind it of how it works as well, which obviously Mm -hmm. gives it a little bit more depth and meaning. And I absolutely love the story behind it and just the different fight scenes and the different iterations of the character. And bloody, um, who was it that played him? Uh, Harry Shum Jr. from Glee randomly turning up with a bloody raccoon on his head. Why not? <laughs> bloody brilliant. Loved it. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie is really good as well. I feel like she's not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah I, it was a really good film. I, I didn't really expect much from it. Like again, it was just one of those films that I thought I've heard really good things on. I bet I bet you it's just one of those films that I'm not going to enjoy. Absolutely loved it. So yeah, number two for me. Everyone walks out of the cinema watching that film and just was like, "What was that? <laughs> what the hell is that?" Yeah. So- I I have no idea how I've not managed to watch this film. Like I've been on about it for like months to watch it, and then just life gets in the way. Life keeps getting in the way. <laughs> right, go on, Jared. What is your number two then? Uh, my number two is The Batman. I feel like this was one of them epic films of the year that I was like, right, I'm going to make... I, I don't think I went to the cinema that much this year. I think I might have gone like three, four times. And this was like one of the ones like, right, day one, got to watch it. Went to go see it. Sick film. 
Pattinson, amazing. Obviously, this isn't as good as like the Nolan films, but it's different. Like you, you always say about like oh, it's the best. this is the best Gotham. Like, the city feels alive. The characters are great, all in it. You know, I love the Penguin. The Penguin's like a sick villain. Like I, I liked it in the old one, but this was like even better. Um, it's just it's it's just a great film. And like, who who directed this one? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Who directed the Batman? Yes. Let's find out. So the Batman 2022 uh, was directed by a Matt guy. Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah, Matt Reeves. You know, he did, did Planet of the Apes. Yeah. He did the Planet of the Apes ones, yeah. So it, you think... could tell it was already going to be a good film when he, you know, you went into it. And I always, I've always really liked, uh, is it Paul Dano? Yeah. I've always think he like he was like he's one of my like top five weird actors not favorite but like you know like yeah like he's like he's a weirdo yeah like Mm. he could just tell that he was great for this role there was suspense there was I I don't really think there's anything in the film I didn't particularly like I don't know can you Uh, think of any gripes of this one yeah they left a Liverpool bus stop in there by accident but that's Mo Salah was maybe, in the maybe, maybe the Yeah, Mo Salah just wanted to be turned up with Jurgen Klopp. It was great. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Cody the Gakpo ending turned up and it was all like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> no, the the ending, I didn't like how they had to include a Joker. Like, yeah, come on. That's what I, said. Yeah, I, I like the cast. Of I the thought Joker. it was going to be Two Face at one point. I was like, "It's yeah. Two Face." I, I did. Yeah, I said that was Two Two Face. I think he's a great Joker. But, we don't need another one. I feel like this is this is where the film gets detrimental. Not unless it was Joaquin. Yeah. yeah, unless it was Joaquin Phoenix, there was no point of bringing another Joker into it. Yeah, yeah, like like you could have if you'd not had him in that. Like all you had to do is cut like thirty seconds of the film, yeah, and then it would have been open ended. Could Joaquin Phoenix be the Joker? Now it's like he's the Joker, and he's a good Joker choice. But we've had like three Jokers in like five years. Like it's you're starting to like detriment this film. By other shit. When I went to cinema to see it, it was uh you don't get the full scene, but I've seen the full scene afterwards watching it. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I watched it at home. I thought I can't. Because I don't think I, I think it's just a guy in the cell when you watch it. Oh cinema. yes, you see him in the cell. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, I did. And see you don't know who it is. The other the other clip is just on YouTube. It's not actually in the film. Yeah, oh, right. yeah I thought that was in the film. I thought interrogation that was in the scenes film. on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You're right, yeah. It's like a leaked one, I think. You know what yeah. the thing is with the Batman as well is like, I feel like with the Nolan films, the thing is without those ones, they're Nolan, like, it's almost bigger than Batman because, like, they're more Nolan films than they are Batman films. It, um, that is exactly what I would agree with. They're like where, the Nolan epic films, aren't they? Whereas yeah. this is like. Where yeah. this is Batman, like, this is definitely like more Batman than any of them, really. Uh, His investigation skills were amazing. Twilight this. film, mate. Mm. Andy Serkis as well. Unreal. What a year he's had. Right. I've seen a lot A lot of people want him to do that, you know, how he acts in Tenant. Yeah. They want him to be more like that in Batman too. But I've always wanted this really dark, grungy Batman film. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Right. I feel like I know Aaron's number one. I already know my number one. I'm very curious to see what Jared's number one is. So I'm going to break the mold here and I'm going to come back to you again, Jared, for your number one film. 
Because I have no idea what he's been looking at the list. I mean, he's pretty, I don't think pretty obvious. Said. I don't it's think it has been said. It has been said. Unless you yeah. say Avatar 2, I'm going to knock you out. Avatar 2? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Let me give you my context for why this is... like I've, I mean, I criticise... Go to the cinema once, puts Avatar 2 as the best film ever. No, all right. So I went to the BFI London IMAX. So the biggest IMAX in England. Yeah. You know, three, three nice dome glasses. in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dome in the middle, of, literally dome in the middle of the road. So I put my 3D glasses on. I was like, right, Avatar, let's go. You know, I, I'm one of them. Like, I like the first one, but it was okay. You know, I mean, the story's a bit shit, but the visuals are nice. My God, this the first hour, I was like, wow. Then it got better. It did drop off a little at the end because he, he's he's kind of a bit like to me Michael Bay. Like he just like we didn't need the same villain again. You know, there's a few mm. things I'm like that that's stupid. You're stupid for doing that. But fuck me, this film, man. Like I'm I think 3D is a gimmick, but this was not a gimmick in this film. I think I've only ever seen two of 3D films. It was Avatar One and then Avatar Two. And yeah, this the 3D was sick, and it wasn't even a gimmick in it. It was unbelievable. This film, I I recommend everyone see it. And there's a reason why it's going to break records because it's a sick visual film. All right, Aaron, what's your number one? <laughs> um, so, um, obviously it's Maverick. So. To me, Maverick is like the perfect film. Um, and the biggest thing I say for it, I, I saw this in IMAX. I've, saw, I've seen a few films in IMAX this year. I went to see this Batman, the Avatar films, and No. Um, and this is the one film. I remember my dad telling me, like, he told me a story when he first went to see Top Gun in the cinema. It was like the best experience. And to me, like, this is probably my favourite cinema experience, seeing this. And... Um, with Maverick, the first film is in the same ballpark as like your classics like uh, Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller, Goonies, those sort of films. There's a this film. This film goes another step. Like it is better than the it is better than the original film, and that's that's like the biggest compliment I could say to it. Yeah, I feel like if I'd have seen this film at the cinema, it probably would have gone a lot higher on my list. I gotta be honest. Mm. It is great. I mean, like, in, it's just like a perfect movie. I can't, I can't really fault it. And um, I'd have put "Take My Breath Away" in the end after the film ended and say like Lady Gaga or something. But um, yeah, it's it's so good, so good. I, I I've got to say, recently, like obviously, like I used to watch the Tom Cruise stunts and be like, that's cool. But you know what I mean. But now every time I watch Tom Cruise stunts, like I saw like at the start of Avatar Two, these yeah. Mission Impossibles. Oh my days! Like I know, I'm like, it, it, <laughs> and now, now I'm look, now I'm looking back at like Top Gun Maverick. Like, did he do all them stunts? Like, or is he just like, is it someone else? I feel like he did a lot of them stunts now. Yeah, um, that how good was the Oppenheimer trailer as well? Because oh my god. The, the, the IMAX trailer is like way better than like the one that's like out now, isn't it? Have you seen the, the one that's like on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, no Damon was in, Matt Damon was in it loads, wasn't he? The, uh, mm. 
But he's um, not even going to be in it a lot of the film, is he? He's just going to be a side character. But... It's going to be in two parts that film. It's going to be like the court case and like what happened before. And well, uh, yeah, Maverick. Anyway, yeah, it's just a perfect film. And um, I, I said to Jamie, I said like Tom Cruise is at that point that I feel like where Harrison Ford was when he came off uh, Empire Strikes Back and then did Indiana Jones and then all Blade Runner and then he's doing Indiana Jones like. Tom Cruise has come out of Fallout, which is one of the best action films of all time. He's done Maverick, which is one of the best films of all time. Like, what's going to, like, what dead reckoning? Oh. Yeah, like, this dude has got, like, an amazing arc, hasn't he, for films. Like, he had this, like, you know, we're talking, like, his cocktail kind of films when he was, like, younger. Yeah. Then he's got, like, a few, then he's got, like, obviously, like, uh, Rain Man and stuff like that. Then he goes down a bit, like, I'm not a big fan, I've got to be honest, I'm not a big fan of his Magnolia, kind of, like, early 2000s kind of stage. But, na- but now, you want to say? I was literally just going to do a quote from the film, like, uh, Tame oh. the Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. That's literally a line I'm in the film, Tame the Cunt. There you go. But his, <laughs> his new films, like, has he, has he done a bad film in... A couple of years. I don't think he has. I think he's, well, Tom Cruise, he's, well. he's, he's only done Mission Impossible and Top Gun in the last few years. Before that, oh, okay. he did American okay. Made. He did American Made in like 2018 and then The Mummy in 2017. And he realised, I can't do The oh, Mummy mo- anymore. The let, 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 the let's mummy. just stick to Mission Impossible and Top Gun. All right, the yeah. mummy, all right, American Made was good as well. The Mummy is yeah. a bit of a laugh. To be yeah, that's 2017. So uh, since then, he's only really done Maverick and Mission Impossible. So he's just pulling out bangers like, right now. What what actor like has done this in the career where it, it's very like rare to find where like, imagine like Leonardo DiCaprio like doing his like best free roles now you could just couldn't imagine it uh, where like someone at sixty years Tom, old remember yeah Tom Cruise is like one of the biggest actors of all time like Tom yeah. Hanks Tom Hanks like doing now like Save It Private Ryan like Forrest Gump like he he wouldn't be doing that but like Tom Cruise is doing that now like. He's making like the best of his career, like it's crazy. So I mean, I don't, I don't understand how he's done a series where the first film was like okay, second film was a bit naff, and then it somehow got better throughout the films. Yeah, like, that doesn't happen with us. Most I films think, do the exact opposite. The thing is with it as well, though, like um, Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Rogue Nation, Fallout, and Dead Reckoning, is also. Did the screenplay for Maverick as well? Yeah. Um, so the relationship between Macquarie and Tom Cruise is probably the the reason why these are really so good. And obviously, like Top Gun, is, is it's, my number, it's my number one as well. By the way, yeah, um, yeah, so we can talk about obvious. a little bit more. It's the best. It's it's better than the first film. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I absolutely adore Top Gun. I was the only one. I was I was the only one from the eighties that put Top Gun in. Just saying, but you know. If we did a list now of the greatest movies ever made, Maverick would be up there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. And that's all you need to say about it, really. Like, it's, uh, like I say, like, to do that, I, I watched, yesterday, I watched Blade Runner 2049, and that's a sem- similar sort of thing. It, it Instead of, like, a, a bad, how many sequels are awful, but taking the story further and paying amazing homage, Maverick Grown men crying in the much. cinema. Hmm. Yeah. Go on. Oh, Jared, what's I mean, your question? What what que- I didn't have a question. You said you had a question, you went, I have a question. In what in what those sense? are your words. I don't know. You you, you literally <laughs> went, I have a question. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Go on, Aaron. I don't um, remember saying it. But yeah, it, that, no, I just think it's amazing. I thought, I thought it was yeah. so good. The only thing I would possibly add would the needed playing with the boys, just saying, but there you go. Uh, that's my only the critique of the film. Um, but again, the Lady Gaga song was okay. It's going to win the Oscar for Best Original Song, I reckon. So, um, But no, like the film, like the stunts as well, like you're thinking they're all in those planes, controlling those cameras, actually mm. doing those stunts as well, which make the film on another level from what Top Gun ever was. Because no matter what, like, Top Gun was amazing for when it came out, obviously. And obviously the flying and stuff, but to actually have them there flying and controlling the cameras and doing it all in real, I say real time, just phenomenal. And like you said, it didn't, it didn't discourage the original. It paid a great homage to it. It carried on the storyline, the stuff with Iceman in it as well. Yeah. Um, obviously with Goose and obviously Meg Ryan wasn't in it as well, but obviously they didn't mention her. Uh, and again, the only critique would be Kelly McGuinness's character didn't really get a mention in the film as well. But it's a perfect film. You could watch that any time. It's now gone onto Paramount Plus here in the UK. So you can watch it at any time, Jared, just saying, in case you want to watch it again. But, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made. I will yeah. not be buying Paramount Plus, I apologise. Paramount Plus is free to anyone that's got Sky Cinema. So you don't even have to buy it. I, I will not be buying Sky Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, that concludes this episode. We are going to look at what was the highest rated film. It was Maverick. Who I assume it, it was Maverick, points. yes. Uh, it was the well, only one. Uh, there were two films that were on all three of our lists. Top Gun, Maverick, Maverick and, and Batman. The Batman, which finished I assume Batman place. was two, yeah. Yeah, at 22 points. And then Number third. Number three was on... Avatar. No, Avatar. Where is Avatar 2? Um, no, Tideford. Yeah, it was Tideford. With Hustle, maybe. With Hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. I mean, to be, they were probably the four best films in the year. With 12. Mm. Everything. I mean, when you watch Everything Everywhere all at once, you'll disagree, but there you go. I, I say uh, top four films. Like, I didn't put Tom Gun Maverick 6, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I forgot to say as well about about Maverick, about the pressure of like that coming out because it was meant to come out years ago, wasn't it? And like, oh yes, he, he held it as well, didn't he? They were like, yeah. no, we'll wait, we'll wait. And um, it was like, is this film like, so it, it got to a point where it's, it's going to be like overhyped. I uh, think that's why I never did, went to see it, because it was just like so long waiting for it. I was like, wow, this film's going to be so cool. Yeah, but it delivered, it delivered. And just to say as well, with Top Gun Maverick, it finished the year on 96% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which Absolutely. is one of the highest rated films of the year. So, and he's kept releasing it like every two weeks, doesn't he? It's got to be like yeah. the top, it's got to be made, made the top money this year as well. And well, Avatar that... 2 would take over, wouldn't it? But it's made, it's, a, it's Tom Cruise's first ever film to make over a billion, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. But the good thing with Tom Cruise as well is he didn't take a wage for the film, he takes a percentage of the box office. So imagine that when he's, he's a nutter. He's a nutter. He's a nutter. He took the percentage of the box office, so he's coming out. He's the highest paid actor of the year, just based on the box office alone. So there you go. That is this episode of the greatest I, movies of 2022. Go on, Aaron. What do you want to say? I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think Avatar is going to surpass that. I don't think Avatar is going to get past that. What you yeah, know? It's gonna get over one point four billion. Avatar's on at one billion, 
and it's on uh, 1.4. I don't think it's going to. It's only just come out. It's on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Avatar's only been out. Oh, you say it's going to beat it this week, this year. Sorry. Uh, it's hard with James Cameron, doesn't it? Because they normally like drop off like drastically after a few weeks. It came out of uh, mid December. But, uh, I think this is getting to two billion minimum. Like, no, if we're saying end, if we're saying minimum. end of the year, that's in two days. So hopefully Maverick oh. will win end of the year. But Avatar will take over it overall. Like there's no doubt because I don't even know if it's had its Chinese release because they bloody love oh, yeah, Avatar films. Oh yeah, so, um, that's it's going to be Avatar two. Avatar will be the two highest grossing movies of all time, followed by Avengers Endgame. Avatar 2 will take over Avatar. That is my prediction. Avatar 2 will take over Avatar? In the box. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, no, no, I don't actually. No way. Was it will it make over like 2 billion. I... It'll, be two, it'll be like 2.5 billion it'll finish on. It'll be ridiculous. It's at no, 1 the, billion the, now, and everyone's saying it's, that's under what they thought it would be a lot under. Yeah, but it hasn't yeah. come out in China yet. But isn't there a thing about Avatar 1 where, like... China, they're where... not going to be able to watch it. China's still in lockdown. Yeah, and then when it comes out there, eventually, it doesn't have to be in the next year. When it comes out... Oh, it'll... yeah, <laughs> to be fair, they, they could do it'll what... Be, it'll, um... be the, it'll be the first big film in China to be released in the cinema and everyone will go. I reckon they could do what Avengers did. in China. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> hope so. They do that with Avengers. <laughs> they just re-released it. Just because it didn't well, beat that's what Box. They, that's what they did with Avatar. Avatar got re-released and then overtook Avengers again. Because Avatar, yeah. yeah, Avengers was the highest grossing movie of all time. Then they released Avatar, yeah. re-released it to then take over again. Avatar 2, mark my words now, this time next year, Avatar 2 will be the highest grossing movie. Right, what, what's it got to beat then? What, what, what are 2.9 billion. Yeah, it'll be the first ever film to make 3 billion. I don't see it. I don't see that. Mark my words. We'll come back to this podcast and you'll either say James Cameron genius. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like he has the money, it'll be the studios, won't it? (laughs) But I see what you mean. Right. I think it I think it's gonna be oh wow, Togan Maverick's eleven. Fair play. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. Right, we'll conclude this episode now because we do have another episode to record of the draft. But thank you very much for joining us. Who knows when we'll be back? Maybe it'll be again this time next year. But Top Gun I Maverick, will be dead. Top Gun Maverick, who would have thought the greatest movie of 2022? Thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>